Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You're listening to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast, your gateway to the wonderful world of archery. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bow Hunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazran, along with Dave, as always, bringing you some awesome content and uh, discussions with our um, fun friends over at Tag and Brag. David Giarizzo, how are you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing good. I appreciate good. the entrance. That felt good. You're like, yeah, I rolled my yeah. R and everything on it. Yeah, that was great. You should just start saying, hey, it's it's Tim Mazarana here, and it's it's with uh, Dave and Dave tonight. Yeah, you say, I, I was, it's Tim Mazarana, instead of it's Tim Mazarana. You know, Mazarana. I gave you the emphasis tonight, Dave. Mazarana. <laughs> we went to uh dinner the other day actually uh my family they they uh sent me an invite my my mom's in florida i'm actually picking her up after this podcast here but um so my brothers uh, wanted to go to dinner with their family so we went to a place called uh i think it's luciano's it was so good oh my god like, like they had the best yeah. oh man they had the best italian food it was just it was an incredible incredible meal but um, I usually like to get the, uh, I don't know what they call it. I think it's called like Oli or something, but it's like um, it's pasta with olive oil instead of red sauce. And then it's got like garlic chunks in it and like spinach. And oh my God, it's, oh, it's yeah. a tadaya for. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with some good hearty uh, pasta, man. That'll, uh, that'll, that'll cling to your bones I'm, for I'm sure. Up. So Dave, this buck, uh, let's start with this buck. Cause I mean, this is a buck of a lifetime. This is a beautiful, beautiful deer. So tell us the story, I guess, take it from the top. Where were you? What, you know, what'd you shoot it with? How long did it take? You know, give us the, give us the rundown of this thing. Yeah. So we, uh, we do our, our annual rut week. And by us, I mean, my brother, myself, my dad, my uncle, kind of the group that got my brother and I started into hunting and started into all of it, this. We do our annual rut week up in New York on the land that we got started on. I don't know, anywhere between the first week, second week in November, we usually take, you know, five to seven days off and we all just lock ourselves in the woods up there and, you know, enjoy it, enjoy it together. So we were during our normal rut week, um, which for some reason in the past, 
we have not been very successful during um you would think like you know the first couple weeks into november we should be like stacking them up during that time but and years past we haven't last year for the first time ever we got two during our rut week and this past year we got two my uncle got one the first night we were up there and then it was november 8th um when i shot mine i went into the woods it was just it was a perfect morning low 30s still crunchy leaves like you could not have drawn up a better rut day like in the first, second week in November. And I just, I had that feeling. I didn't know like what bucket was going to be, but I'm like, man, I packed three sandwiches. I'm like, I'm going to sit all day. I'm not getting out of the hardwoods. It's just going to be one of those days that like, you just got to put time into the stand. And it wasn't, it really wasn't that long. I had a couple of does come through. They were acting kind of funny. And, um, I, I'm just sitting there kind of taking it all in. And for whatever reason, I stood up, up and as I stood up, I turned around and this buck, uh, we, we nicknamed him Cartman cause he's a five-year-old fat, just a fat, fat deer. <laughs> Respect my like, forte. <laughs> he did not, uh, he did not score. I mean, he was like 130 inch 10 point mainframe eight, couple kickers off of his twos, but, um, he's just a fat, big old body deer. And, He's cruising behind me, nose to the ground, hear him running through the leaves, hit him with a couple bleats, like three bleats in a row. And they progressively got like louder and louder as he's kind of like 45 and away from me. And he didn't even like flicker an ear, nothing. He didn't like raise an eyebrow to any of that. So it was like last minute ditch effort. I've never done this before in my life, but I pulled one out of Michael Waddell's bag and I gave him the old snort wheeze, like just literally out of my mouth, just like and stops on a dime and i was like wow. oh my god and so <laughs> as soon as as soon as he stopped i hit him with another one and he looked like right in my direction and i mean he gave it like a second and a half he wheeled around 180 and he just starts coming and i'm like oh my god this is crazy wow. like i'm self, i'm self-filming I'm freaking out. Like inside, I'm freaking out. <laughs> you can see in the second angles, like I, I felt like I kept it together for the most part. <laughs> I don't really know how, but he came into like 30 yards, literally on the worst side of the tree from a self-filming perspective. And he was going to hit a lane at like 30 yards. So I had, I mean, I, I've been to the stand before. I know the ranges and stuff like that. Generally, this was happening so fast. I'm just like, Hey, he's going to be around 30, put my sight tape to 30, put the camera on the lane right before he got to the lane, he stops. And I'm like, what's he doing? What's he doing? He's behind these trees. And I just see leaves start picking up behind him. I'm like, no oh, way. he's literally making a scrape right there. So I'm like trying to get, I'm like trying to collect myself, whatever. And I'm, I kept the camera right there. I'm like, as soon as he's done with the scrape, he's, he's going to hit this lane. Well, he got done with the scrape and he came right at me. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I'm like scrambling. <laughs> I'm scrambling with the camera. I had to take the camera on one side of this little tree next to me to my right and swing it around the other side. I had to put my, now I'm like, wherever I get a shot now, it's going to be 20 yards or in jack my sight tape down to 20 yards. He gets under these pines and he's now it's perfect. Like he's going to hit a lane at like 23 yards right in front of me under the like coming out from under these pines gets into the pines. I'm like ready to draw and he stops again. And I'm like, Oh my God, 
what is he doing? He starts making another scrape right in front of me. No and, way. <laughs> yeah. And this time he's like, he's facing dead away from me and he's right there. I mean, he's right there, but he was, the pine branches were covering his whole body. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, how's this going to work? So I'm just locked in ready. Like as soon as his nose hits that lane, I'm drawn because after that, it it's kind of thick. Like my next shot is probably like 40 plus yards if he goes through that lane and keeps going straight. Well, he kind of gets like this spunk and he does a complete like 180. And now he's facing me, but his whole body is out in the lane and his nose is in the scrape. And uh -huh. he's just like, going to town, scraping the ground again. His nose is up again. And I literally, I just lowered my pin and I saw, I saw heart. Like, I mean, it was I like, I won't. Sugar you saw your it. heart pumping out of your chest? Is that what yeah, it was? <laughs> yeah. My heart saw his heart and they just connected. <laughs> but I saw I saw heart. I felt good about it. His mind was completely somewhere else. And honestly, like instinctively, the bow just went off. And I smoked wow. that thing right in the heart. Literally, as soon as that arrow hit him, it was a blood explosion. No way. It was, wow. it was just you instantly you, you just saw red i knew i smoked him he ran right at my tree literally right brushed up against the ladder of my stand and ran like 40 or 50 yards behind me and the blood that was pouring out of this deer was unlike anything i've ever seen before and he honestly he, he took it for a little bit longer than i thought i mean it had to be 30 to 45 seconds or whatever but i'm like you know, in the heat of the moment, you're sitting there and that feels like four hours. Oh, yeah. Like, why four is he hours. not going down yet? Yeah, yeah literally yep. his whole right, his whole right leg is all red, covered in blood. He's got blood running out of his chest like a faucet. Like, it was oh my insane, unlike anything I've ever seen. And he finally went down and I was just like, I can't believe that just happened. Like, I had, I had sandwiches packed to sit all day. It was 8.45 <laughs> and I was done. I'm like, I should pack sandwiches more often. Those, like, those are the ones hurt. I like, man. There's there's no tracking them down at night, no gutting them at night. Right, you, know, do that, right. you know, those are the best. Exactly. And, and I see Dave cool. sitting there by the tree eating his sandwiches, like, yeah, this worked out well. It's like 9 a.m. I mean, literally, when I got out of the tree, there is blood on the lat on like the ladder post of the stand. Cool. It was like that. Wow. He literally ran right under the stand. It was crazy. It was what crazy. broadhead was that? It was the dirt nav hellhound. It's a little oh, like four blade, four. It's total. It's rock solid, four blade, four blade, fixed blade. But man, that I mean, it just hit him right on the button, and it just it, it ate him up. It was crazy. It was crazy. That's I mean, really the footage cool. is almost like the footage of when he runs past me, and then he's you know he's bleeding out. I mean, is is almost hard to watch because it's like. Yeah wow but it's a five-year-old deer and he's he's just taking it i mean yeah it was it was nuts the whole the whole thing was nuts i mean it, it probably lasted a couple minutes from the first time i saw him to when he was down and everything happened so fast it was just it was one of those it was it was a rut it was like prototypical rut hunt and snort you know wasn't a was not receptive to that bleak call at all but as soon as i hit him with the snort wheeze he stopped on a dime hit him with another one 
he 180'd and started coming right at me. And I mean, watched him literally make two scrapes within bow range. And I mean, after, after that, I presume that he was going to, you know, go look for whatever was making the noise or he was going to just circle that area until, until he found whatever was snort wheezing at him. Cause it definitely, definitely got his goat. That's for sure. Oh, you pissed him off. That's for yeah. sure. I know you guys had, I know you had a signature broadhead. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we've, uh, we've been doing that with dirt net for, I don't know, three or four years now. Wow, that's but cool, man! I didn't know they that. They came out with a new Hellhound last year, and I just i've i've wanted to shoot a deer with one, and I haven't had the opportunity. Um, and yeah, I finally did, and I i mean, it worked. <laughs> that's cool, very cool. So, what day of hunt? So that that wasn't first day or first morning. But how how no, long was, were you actually sitting for? Like how many days before that happened? So I was sitting for that was the fourth day that I was sitting because we got up there on the fifth. We hunted the afternoon of the fifth. My uncle shot his on the sixth, seventh, and then that that was the fourth day, which is which is like I said. I mean, for our past rut weeks with the four of us up there is kind of uncharacteristic. Uh, but the weather was it was just it was perfect sitting weather. You know, it was not like too unbearably cold. It was yeah. beautiful, like bluebird sunny days. And, it, you know, once the sun popped out and warmed you up a little bit, like it really was comfortable sitting weather and you could, you were able to put that extended time into the stand that you need to during that time in November. Well, not, not you, obviously, because you just sit down and they walk right up. Uh, yeah, exactly. Wasting sandwiches. <laughs> make, make three peanut butter and jellies and put them in your pack. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say a better. Hopefully, it was peanut butter. Those deer like that peanut butter for sure. So. <laughs> I didn't even open one of them. Normally, I got one of them things down by like eight o'clock in the morning. But I had straps for breakfast. Yep, that's the way you like it, man. Well, that's awesome. That's uh, that, I mean that that's um that's quite a quite a series of events that that uh, I just can't believe. Like when you're saying like you shot it and it's just gushing blood everywhere. Um, that that's happened to me a couple times where it's like, it's running away and you can see it, you know, spraying out while it's running away where, you know, you got it, but I'm, I'm still surprised that you said it went 35, 40 yards. Oh yeah. I'm even doing that. So he probably, I mean, I mean, he was 20 yards in front of me. He probably ended up, you know, 40, 50 yards behind me. So he went a little, even a little bit farther than that, but it was, it is crazy how far they will go. We've had other ones that were heart shots and they went hundred yards and it's like, it's hard to imagine that they can go that far, you know, yeah. but that adrenaline, I guess, is, uh, the, right. the adrenaline's pumping for them as much as the adrenaline's pumping for you. So. Oh, for sure. And he, I, I mean, clearly he was already all rutted up and fired up to begin with. So it was probably just an added adrenaline and it just had him going. Yeah. Now you're shooting a Matthews. Yep. Yeah. I shot him with the V3 X. So it was a couple, it was a couple days prior to the launch of the new phase four. I think that I shot him. So, yeah, it's an interesting um, concept right now. I think you know we have a phase four. We did the video on it. And it's it's a great bow. However, it you know is a little bit slower than the V three X, like slightly maybe due to the you know adding the four limbs on top, four on bottom. But right. you know they added the bridge lock stabilizer, which is awesome. I mean the concept is genius, and I love it. I think it's really smart, you know. And I think, but the, yeah. the problem is a lot of people you know, a lot of people, there's some negative comments on YouTube and stuff about it. Um, just about, 
you know, like there's this older guy did a video, which I love it. I love the video because it's, it's funny to me, but he did this video just, you know, kind of bitching, complaining about that there wasn't enough change and they're up in the price and blah, blah, blah. But the truth is there is a lot of change. When you go from, you, you know, to these quad limb ideas, this is completely different outside the yeah, box. It's a huge change. It's a huge deal. And it's, <laughs> it's mean... as much as it might be a little slower or whatever, it doesn't really matter. The point is like they actually went way more than i mean think about it any archer company so far in the industry what has really changed that much i think matthews just did the biggest change in the industry that we've just seen realistically yeah and i mean at least in the last five ten years for sure i mean yeah, i mean yeah i, I was no one I touches limbs <laughs> no one touches limbs no one's got the guts to touch limbs so this is right. going to be interesting to see how how it holds up and people are asking good questions and i haven't seen answers for just yet like example being, will the rubber wear out? You know, what if it rub yeah. wears out? What happens to it? All rubber wears out. So right. what's the solution and how long will it last me before I need to, uh, like yeah. Tim and I do a lot of camping, you know, campers, and there's a lot of rubber on the windows. We have to, every year I spray those with like a, uh, like a grease stuff that actually absorbs into that rubber. It keeps it flexible. So it don't yeah, dry you out. You be protected too a lot of times for sure. So right. yeah, do we need to do that or not? So these are things I think you'll start to see eventually come out, you know, and like, you know, yeah. is there anything special to this or is there going to be issues? Uh, but I, makes I, mean, sense. I mean, when it's, when it's getting hot and cold and different weather conditions and stuff yes. like that, I mean, yeah. How does it perform? So we'll find yeah. out. We're going to see. I, otherwise, I mean, it keeps a lot of the same awesome aspects of the V3X. I mean, no doubt about it. It's a, the V3X is a solid, solid performer. Um, people ask me, would you get the new one? I always tell them yes, because I like new tech and I want the new tech in there. I want the bridge yeah. lock stabilizer. I think it's phenomenal looking. It's cool. It's, um, you know, it, they still offer the bolt. Like if you wanted to put a normal stabilizer on, that's cool too. But like, if I'm buying a Matthews, like if I went to the store and bought a Matthews, I'd buy everything Matthews. I'd buy that bridge right. lock stabilizer. I'd buy that bridge lock site. I just think it's cool. Like, why wouldn't you well, want it all the same? You know, it'd be sweet. Yeah, and I was I was watching a couple videos too, and there was people saying that they're like, "This is a system." You know, obviously yeah. this bow this bow is great, and it will perform with other components and stuff like that. But like Matthews has built a system now to the bows where obviously with the bridge lock and stabilizer and sight and everything, all that going together, everything fits how it's supposed to. And yep. you get the ultimate silence, you get the ultimate dampening and stuff with all that, you know, being said. So I would do the same thing. I and mean, then if I was going to go, the, if I was going to go buy yeah. a new bow set up, I'd buy it all. I'd, I'd want it all because I'd want it to yeah. perform exactly how they designed it. So, so, so Dave and Dave, do you, do you think that if another company put out a bow like the phase four, that it would be as accepted, or do you think that it would be even less accepted because it's not Matthews putting it out, not this top notch company that, you know, is known for quality known for that. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think if another company put that type of bow out there that it would get, it would get looked at and I'll give you an example, like the twin strike was from Excalibur. I think uh, personally, I think that the question is more in regards. Let's talk about the limb. So the twin strike is different because it's two arrows. So it makes sense that it was looked at a little right. bit strangely from companies. You're talking, you're talking a double barrel crossbow, right? It's a little different than this. This is like a double barrel limb. <laughs> but uh, I think if anybody's going to get away with this, it'd be Matthews. I think other brands could do it. Yes. 
I mean, they didn't think of it, of course, you know, Matthews came up with this, but I'm just saying, like, let's say another brand did do it. I think people would, I think they'd accept it, but I don't know. I think they'd be more skeptical if it's going to break or not. Right. And so I think with Matthews, most people, including myself, feel it's going to hold up because I feel like they're a very quality company and they wouldn't ever dare put out something that would risk any sort of breakage or anything. However, it is still new tech and we're going to see <clears throat> only time's going to tell what's going to happen with these smaller limbs. And, and like I said before, any company who's had a limb issue has to live with that for many years. And it takes a long time to fix those issues. And, and not, yeah. not that you can't fix it overnight, but what I'm saying is to fix the negative press that you get from having a limb issue is very hard to do. And I've only seen two or three companies come out of that and uh, are positive today, but still people talk about it today when I'm, you know, Oh, those tech companies got limb issues. I'm like, dude, that's from like eight years ago. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it can happen, but you know, the best thing to happen is when it did happen to the company I'm thinking of, which I'm not going to name in this episode, but that company did come out and fix the issue and stated what they're going to do to fix the issue. I mean, they did the right things, but it's, you know, again, people still talk about even to today, you know? Yeah. I I just heard so much excitement about this phase four. Um, I I think it's really cool. You know, we, we talk a lot about tech and, and, you know, tech advancing the industry and and how companies need to be doing that, you know, need to be creating the new stuff um, because otherwise it'll be stagnant, you know, five years from now and you won't have the excitement for, Mm -hmm for new products and new hunters and all that kind of stuff. So um, I I just think it's really cool. I think it is something super different that we just haven't seen ever before, obviously with the four limb system. So pretty cool. Let's, let's be honest though. Anytime anything new comes out, this stuff gets bashed so much. It's, it's, it's almost impossible. Yeah. Yeah. You got, you got the, uh, you got, you got your dedicated non-Matthews people. Um, it's not even that, it's not even, right? But it's not just that, it doesn't matter what it is, it doesn't matter. Like the Garmin site, the Burris site, everybody, oh, it's cheating. I mean, it's just a a total negative Nancy on everything, you know. Well, no, that's a good point. This bow might be just too quiet, and that's cheating too. I mean, the deer (laughs) should be able to hear it coming. I mean, that's, I I, I agree with that actually. (laughs) They have to put a whistler on it, like a Tesla. Has to have sound. Yeah, but it rolls up. Yeah, like like sound. like like the uh, what was it? The Dodge, uh, what the Dodge Hellcat or Dodge Charger that has the uh, speakers in it? It's an electric uh, electric car that they put speakers, so it sounds like a muffler, like a motor. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> Why not? I mean, hey, you know, whatever makes it harder to hunt, uh, and I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> it don't matter. Look at the airbow, right? Let's just go back to the airbow. They come up with this awesome invention. Everybody's like, oh, that's not archery. You can't yeah. use that. Blah, blah. Listen, you're it not hunting unless matter. you're using a traditional. I don't care who you are. Yeah, no, that's the other thing. It's like it's just it doesn't matter what it is. They they take heat for it, you know. Oh, yeah, I mean, really APA APA just launched a new oh. bow with uh they put a um a bow winch on it. Okay, so yeah, I mean it's not the coolest thing ever, but it, it looks cool. It fits perfectly to their bow, and you know it pulls your bow up like a normal bow rope, right? It's 150 bucks. Is that worth it to somebody? Maybe, maybe not. Right? It's a lot of money for a, to pull a pull up rope that's built in. But some people will spend it. Why? Because some people don't care about money. It's not, not everybody. You mean like a retractable a line in the bow? Yeah, in the bow. No it's sweet. It's, it's- hey, and welcome to bowhunterplanet.com podcast. Thank you so much for your support and watching this show here on Carbon TV or listening to it wherever you get your podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank the sponsors who help us bring this show to you guys and keep it interesting and fun. I want to thank Tinks, Cat Work Truck, Camp Chef, 
Cobra Archery, HHA and HHA USA, Mojack, Thorn Broadheads, Victory Archery, Burris, Reveal Trail Cams, Apex Competitions, Heat Hog, Deer Camp Coffee, and Under Armour. Make sure you check out and log on and sign up on the bowhunterplanet.com brand new website. It is simple, it is awesome, and it's a great place to chat bow hunting and archery with a whole bunch of like-minded people. So we'll see you soon, and now, back to the show. It's a device, it's in there, it goes right into their, their riser, built into the riser, and you can... You don't have to buy it though. It's an additional $150. So it's not, you have to get it. But if you don't want to carry a pull up rope and you want to just have it right in your bow, it's kind of unique, you know? Um, but yeah. And then people are complaining about the Matthews going up to 100 bucks. You know, I'm like, dude, really? Everybody knows what, what, what hasn't my, my milk that I buy went up a hundred bucks. Are you That's kidding? what I'm saying. <laughs> doesn't matter what it is. Everything's gone up. dude. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. The same V three X. If they built it today, it probably still go up a hundred bucks, even though it's the same bow. It, it's not, it's nothing to do with, Oh, they just raised their price. Cause they're gouging us. There's nothing to do with it. The gas to get that material to and from Matthews is more money right. and not just Matthews Hoyt as well. Everybody's right. gone up a little bit of money. You know, it's just the way it's going to be, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, the last time was it 1994? My brother bought an, a Matthews Ultralight and it was 699 or something. And that was like the top notch bow at the time. And yeah. so today we're at what? 1299. So it went up that much in 94 till now. It's like over 20, it's almost 20, uh, 30 years, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's really not that much in the grand scheme of things. No, it's not a no. bad inflation rate at all, honestly. Not for the piece of equipment that you're using. Yeah. yeah. I mean, shoot, you, you can you, think about this. You spend the extra $100, you're successful at hunting. You can save $500 not, by not buying beef at the store. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, you're still saving money. Dude, <laughs> I will say this. After seeing the success, after seeing the success of Raven crossbows and 10-point crossbows at $3,000 and up, I don't want to hear complaining anymore from anybody about money. Cause at that point, if people are going to spend three grand to four grand on a crossbow, yeah, they can, insane. people can definitely afford a $1,900 carbon bow or, you know, whatever in that price point. So like, to me, it's all about what you have, unfortunately. Now, if you want a lower cost bow, there's plenty of bows out there. Bear yeah. He's got like 10 bows that are between 400 bucks and 600 bucks. I mean, it's unbelievable. Diamond's got a $500 bow package I have upstairs. I'm still doing the video on the edge max and it's unbelievable. It's a perfect little bow. It'll do anything Dave's doing in hunts. It'll do it. It'll go kill all those same deer. It doesn't matter. It's all about you and what you want. As far as, you know, people want a better golf club every year. People want a better tennis racket. Tim buys better socks every year that cost too much money. Uh, yeah, well, custom converse, man, you got that wrong. Um, yeah, custom that. converse are the way to go. Um, but yeah, the one thing a bow won't do is it, it won't call in a buck like Dave does. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, I can't take credit for that one. That's awesome. That works. We gotta give Mike, Michael, Michael some credit. <laughs> and it was a prayer for me, that's for sure, because he was going away. That's so funny. November was crazy as it normally is traveling around and hunting and stuff Been in Ohio, been in New York, Tennessee. And just, so now it's kind of, I don't know, we're, we're getting ready to settle into the late season, which is kind of bittersweet. Um, but 
man, I feel like I've gone through a rut right now. It's just like, damn, yeah. I'm, I'm a little, little stuffed up, a little congested, a little yeah. tired, a little worn down. So it's just, it's a uh, rebuilding Ways time. On you. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy yeah. how it works. I feel about the same way this time of year. It's like, all right. What once that late November or actually early November, late bow season kind of hits and you're like, all right, I'm going to do a couple days of gun and we'll see how it goes. But you know, from here on out, I'm just going to, I'm going to do it as I feel because you get burnt, you can get burnt out easy. I mean, you can really get burnt out sitting a long time for no reason, you know, not timing it right and all that kind of stuff. And I, we've, I've made that mistake before and it just kind of like you go into the next season going, I don't want to do it as much as I did last year. So I, I I don't want that to happen. So that I try to pace myself for sure. You got to pace yourself. I mean, especially like when, with us self filming and carrying camera equipment in and then like, you know, you're trying to be, at least for us, like we're trying to be authentic and a little entertaining. And I mean, it gets to the point where, you know, it can get very redundant, especially if you're hunting like one specific deer or one, you know, one specific property because you're trying to get a couple different deer on that specific piece or whatever it's just you can you can easily burn yourself out and I've tried to take myself away from that this year and I feel like every hunt that I've gone in the woods on like I'm fully there you know I've I've probably hunted the least like as far as hours in a tree I've probably hunted the least to this point of the season that I have in the last 10 years and I feel, I feel the best as yeah. crazy as that sounds. No, and honestly, like for us and our content, like our content's been the best because every time that I've gone in at least like I, and I'm speaking for myself and Dean, my brother, Dean and I have had actually had this conversation yesterday. Like every time that we've gone in now, it's like, you're getting the full like version of us, you know, you're not getting like the worn out, burnt out, you know, half-ass version it's like we're at we're, it again like, sitting here for the 10th time yeah you get, like <laughs> even it is something as stupid as like doing an like entry and accident interview for your hunt that gets redundant like that's what like i said especially if you're going after the same deer you're hunting the same a similar spot or whatever like that gets boring to do <laughs> yeah. not just to watch it gets boring to do and when it gets yeah. boring to do then it's definitely boring to watch. I can tell you that much. Yeah. So that's where you got to reevaluate. We do the same thing when it comes to product review stuff because <laughs> depending on who's doing it, I'd be like, dude, you got you to give me a little yeah. more. You got to get a little more into it a little bit. You got to, yeah. you know. Hey. I mean, the podcast feel that way, especially when we have tag and brag on so much, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting redundant. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I was gonna show you this mic I picked up. This thing's pretty cool. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Video you know mic what? two. I just I was okay. This one's got um. So I got two new mics coming. I wanted to test out. I'm gonna test. Oh really? These. I might not. Yeah, I might not keep them both. We'll see. But I wanted this is for the studio stuff. So like right now, it's very interesting. So like when we when I film like behind the table, we have these like very high end audio um boom mics mics that go like this there's two of them they go to a box the box then goes to the camera you have to do it that way because it's not going through xlr directly and uh because if you go into 3.5 from an xlr the audio is jacked and it doesn't work right uh it sounds right but it doesn't actually work right with youtube so anyway we started using things like this um this is only 100 bucks so it's not too bad but this does not have a battery in it this is just powered off your three by five 
So when I'm sitting in the lane, though, we don't have those boom mics because they would be in the way of people walking. So we can't use that. So we always use like an on-camera mic. Right. So right now I'm testing this one against another one that isn't here yet. I was going to do it this week, hopefully, and just going to see which one sounds better. But the thing about all these mics is you you have to talk a little loud, um, especially when you have some distance between you and the, the camera. Um, right. In the field, same concept, but, you know, in the field, you probably, I mean, if you guys are filming a tree stand, are you using like wireless mics or are you using something yeah, like this still? Yeah, no, I'm usually using a wireless. I actually, I'll have, I just have like my main camera, which I will, I'll run like a shotgun mic off of that from, from time to time. But then I have a DSLR for the second angle and I, I'll have a, a wireless mic on that. So that's usually how yeah. I do it. Cause then you can kind of capture the like ambient audio along with, you know, you at least get like some good vocals that you can feel a little bit more, not just like soft. Yeah. Cause I don't think people realize what goes into these hunting videos. Like they think like, Oh, it's not a big deal. It's just a guy hunting, but that, right. that yeah, to I mean, mic yourself is not easy, especially in the field. It's an extra wire. It's an extra piece that's battery powered. You have to charge right. or it's so annoying. Right. Like the, I stopped filming my hunts dramatically. I only use like a, I mean, what do we use Tim? like a tactic cam? <laughs> like yeah. it's very minimal. And it'll be like action cams and, and mainly because and it's not that I don't yeah. want to film a hunt. It's just that hunting in Michigan, like it is not the best hunting state. Nobody so wants me, to see it. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing really, <laughs> it's not like what you're shooting. It's not like that. So like, so to me, it's like, what am I really doing? Unless it's like my kid hunting or right. something where it's a magical moment. Yeah. Like no one cares to see Dave Thomas shoot a doe or a hundred inch buck. You know what I mean? Like, so to me, it's cool just to keep the memory on a GoPro or, you know, Tacticam, but sure. I, but very, very basic question, but how do you fit three sandwiches in your backpack with all that camera equipment? Oh, they were smashed. They were smashed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they were a pancake. I pulled them out. Like once all this was all done, I'm like, I'm actually kind of hungry now. I pulled oh. them out. <laughs> These weren't going to be very good anyway. Yeah, the- you something other than the Wonder Bread where it doesn't, doesn't flatten. Uh, yeah. Oh I need a spoon to eat it. It was like pudding at that point. <laughs> so, Dave, are you are you guys going to the ATA show? Have you figured that out yet? You know what? We were literally, we were just talking about that yesterday. Um, and we are trying to figure it out. I, I, I don't have a definite answer. I, I think at least bare minimum, I'll go for a day or so. Um I know like we always usually do a film in the Badlands Film Festival and we're trying to get that together now also. Um, that may like make or break whether there's more with me or not. Um, but it's, yeah, I mean, I we I kind of wanted to get your take and I've, I kind of wanted to ask just some friends and stuff around the industry what, what everybody was doing this year. I mean, really for us, like and our partners and stuff, we wouldn't have to go. Like, we really wouldn't have to go, but I do enjoy seeing everybody, you know, and I I enjoy like that camaraderie of that, of that week or weekend, whatever. Um, I don't know. To me, you like the after party. Just, just say it. You like the, after. (laughs) there's a lot of business that can balance one. That one's a cool one. (laughs) I like the balance Uh, after party actually, because it's, it's, um, to me, you know, they have it, they had in that big building and there's like a nice bar and it's just yeah. nice. Cause like you, you walk around, there's like a lot of people, like, you know, you'll run into a lot of shows in that one sit. And that's what's right. nice about that one. Whereas if you go like 
to the ATA in general and go to a general bar, you're going to run into companies, but like, it doesn't necessarily mean there's just so many people. That's the problem with the bigger yeah. bars. This yeah. is very specific to Badlands, you know? So well, the last one ATA crowd. did that I went to, they had like this, this uh, closing like dinner, or th this like open bar thing that they did, the ATA did at the actual convention center in one of the rooms. And that was pretty cool. Cause it gave an opportunity to everybody to, to come into the same room, have some drinks and you're not, you know, just running, not that you're intentionally running around to bars, but bumping into people at bars and all that kind of stuff, bars right. and restaurants. It was, it was kind of a cool, like, um, forget what they called it, but you know, it's like, like a social thing where you can get together, have, have some snacks and some drinks. So that was a pretty cool event too. You know, I think when people realize the bow market's very difficult to break into, they, they kind of realize they get, they're wasting their money. I don't know. I haven't seen Parker. They, they stayed out of business. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, they haven't come back. <laughs> no, some guy bought their assets and I talked to him because this is a funny story. I was actually looking for new bows to do videos on. I was like, what can I find that's exotic or different, you know? So I was looking for the classic series and I had happened on a Parker and I was like, oh, I could co cover some Parker stuff. Let me look on eBay. So I find this bow and it's called, I forgot what it's called. I think it's called like, I think it's called the Expedite, which is a name I think was used by PSC, of course, but I, I don't know. But anyway, no, no, it was. I think it was levitate or elevate, elevate, something like that. And um, it's a bow they were going to launch the year they went out of business. So they created a new bow. No and way. They had like 10 prototypes made and they're just about to launch it. And they went out of business. So the bow is on, on eBay. You can find it. And there's only a few of them. This guy owns all of them. And there's, he's selling them for like, it's too much money. It's like $700, $800 or something, right, for this bow. And I'm like, I'm not going to spend 800 bucks for a bow that's, you know, a brand that's gone. You know what I mean? Like, there's no service. No support. No, no yeah. Right. No support. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'll give you like a couple hundred bucks for it, but I don't know anybody in their right mind who would buy this bow. So it always pops up on my eBay thing. So I called the guy. I was just trying to get it for cheaper. I was like, hey, you know, would you do a couple hundred bucks? You know, I, it didn't work out, but I was hoping just because I've been kind of cool to have this prototype, you know, and shoot it and be like the last yeah. Parker. <laughs> the last parker the bow. whisper effect no one's ever seen it before oh man <laughs> so dave you've been uh doing how's your video edits going you can doing some cool stuff or what did you use any of those graphics i sent you uh i messed around with a few of them i mean on our on our like daily or weekly vlogs and stuff i don't use a ton of uh plugins or anything like that because it's so you know semi-live we're trying to get them in and yeah. out the door pretty quickly. Yep. Um, but I will, you know, I, like one of these edits for, uh, or an edit for like the Badlands Film Festival, um, you know, I'll obviously dive a little bit more into that. And then the one other show, The Crossroads, that we're, that we're producing on the Outdoor Channel, or the Sportsman's Channel, rather. Um, I've used them a few times for that show too, just, you know, to add some more effects and graphics and stuff like that. When do you think you'll have that video ready for the Badlands? film fest um it'll probably be like mid-december i gotta look and see it usually the due date's like the 20th or something like that i was gonna say it's gonna be on the last day that it's due i can already tell oh yeah it always it always <laughs> is i'm always i'm always stressing out to hammer that thing in like i look like, i work better under pressure <laughs> well and, but it's so hard because like it's due you know like we're still filming and we're still hunting right now right. so like a story i mean like the one year Last year, I shot my buck on in rifle season in New York, and that was part of the story. It was November 28th. Like, it was like a three-week turnaround to get to cram all that footage in there. So it's like, 
it, it's kind of tough because like there's not a lot of like pre-work you can do other than get a story on film and then you know once it comes to december it's like all right time to go and you're up against i mean you know the jason matzingers the the, the become one guys like these guys are like high no high joke. dollar production yeah companies and you know they've been doing this for a long long time and they they do a hell of a lot better work than we do so it's like we're we really got to come up with a good story here because <laughs> i saw a video of jason talking about his his video production and uh he made the comment and i'll never forget it because i thought it was genius but for what i do like what tim and i do we don't need it because we don't really do hunting videos but he made this comment oh. and i thought man that's powerful and he said that when he does a video he pays very close attention to audio edits and he, so if he steps on leaves, he actually adds in the step on leaf effect sound. Right. He, it's not, it's not, it's not filmed. Like everything he films, there's literally zero sound to it. And he's adding in every footstep, every, and I was like, yeah. man, that's, that's genius. Cause that's what they do in movies and stuff. He said, that's, that's like, that's the sound what he effects, Yeah. The sound effects are key. He said like the sound, the overall, oh. you know, sound you hear the birds everything he goes that's it's critical to the story so, so when you squint think about your eyes you gotta your add edits. in that farting noise send, you know, send everybody knows edits. you're letting one loose i want to i want to help you i'll put in i'll put in the i'll work on the audio clips for you send me oh, over what you have they have they have um i don't know how they do it but I, I i guess you can actually share projects through final cut somehow that you can because oh, really? I, I yes because I was watching these YouTubers who do serious like YouTube, you know, channels, like have millions of followers. They, what yeah. they do is someone raw cuts it and then someone opens it somehow digitally and they add right. in some things and then it, that closes. Another guy opens it digitally and adds in uh, effects like, you know, right. graphics. And then it goes back to another manager who then approves everything. And then it's, it's unbelievable. So I'm like, there's gotta be a way to like share editing that, you well, know, if you, if, if you're on the same, I know you can do it on Adobe because Adobe's got their own, like, you know, right. Adobe Creative Suite, whatever, Drive. Right. But I don't know about Final Cut, but I would think they have something, you know. There's got to be something. My brother and I have been researching that a lot, too, because now, obviously, living in two different states, it's like we need to be able to pass things back and forth a little bit easier than mailing a hard drive or something, you know. Right. Um, and it needs to be timely. Like, we need it. Like, okay, I can set something up to where, like, my stuff's loading overnight. He can open it in the morning and get right to it. Um, I think I figured so it out. That, <laughs> I think I just called? figured it out. Well, I was playing around with it real quick while you're talking, and it says you can export XXM. And I'm sorry. It says oh. I looked at like one of my things. It says you can file export XML. Yep. Then it takes now. Let's just imagine. Just imagine we put it in the cloud, like iCloud. Right. And you can go into the iCloud and grab it because it says in here source file, which is the project that we would normally call whatever you call your project, right? Project X. Right. And it's showing that. So we should do a test one one day and see if we can get it to work because that'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. Be really and cool. that, would, that would solve a lot of time. I bet you it's this XML. I'm going to save it to my, my iCloud and see if I can figure out. I'm going to test we... that out too. Actually. But the, the question would be, can you collaborative open it? video editing and Final Cut Pro? What's it say? I'm gonna well, I'm gonna add it to the chat here. Oh, cool. Yeah, because I don't think I don't know is like how would it how would it pick up the files, the hard files, like the source uh, yeah, files? Yeah, because 
Yeah, yeah, you need, I mean, normally I'm working off of a hard drive or something, so you would need Correct. Those. So I wonder if you have to use some sort of Creative Suite uh, iCloud to store it. Right. Looks like you put it in a library. I'm just reading through it quickly, and then share a library? Yeah, it looks like that. Some sort of that consolidate library sense. files. I'm assuming that means I can give you a link, or vice versa. But that's still, I still feel like you're going to need the. Yeah, it still feels like you need to upload the entire thing somehow to a cloud. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah unless I, this is like in give... person, this is what they're talking about here, maybe. Yeah, I'm going to look into it. But I think, I think it's a great idea because like that's actually a good idea. I mean, then you can work on collaborative ideas like for editing edits and stuff. Yeah, oh, for sure. Things but, like you I could mean, send me your file. I could look it over and be like, dude, you need to add this here and this here. That'd be cool. You know what I mean? But, like it could be. Well, yeah. <laughs> it could just be awesome. another eye or ear on a project. Cause you get working on some of these projects and like, and they're huge. I'll send it to my brother and he'll be like, dude, what is this? And I'll be like, I, I didn't even look, yeah. I didn't even see or hear that. You know, like I've, yeah. I've seen the same things way too many times. That was not even on my radar. Yeah. No, I hear you. Cloud sharing. I'm going to find it. All right, Dave. Right well, thanks for, thanks for joining us, dude. I appreciate it. Um, tell everybody where to find your you, stuff. Man. Get it, get your, get your plugs in there. Hurry up. Yeah. So our YouTube <laughs> channel is at tag and brag along with Facebook. Instagram is at team tag and brag along with TikTok. We are heavily involved in all of the above. So send us a message, send us a comment, leave us a line, whatever the case may be. We'd love to hear from you. If you got any questions, Slipping them DMs. We try and help as many people as we can. So. <laughs> I was, I was I noticing on Instagram. Man. I was noticing on Instagram. I went to find you. I was like, this ain't tag and brag. This is tag and brag. And then I found it said team. And I'm like, oh, someone stole your name. Someone stole it. There's like a there's like a plush toys thing from Australia that has the name, name tag and brag. And this guy is holding on to it because he knows I want it. And I've been, at, I've been on his ass for like years. Oh, my God. Oh, wait. And I am gonna All right, man. It was good right talking to you. Thanks for hanging out. The Bowhunter Planet podcast would like to thank our outdoor partners for their support. It's because of these companies we can keep this show educating, entertaining, and growing the archery heritage. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., at Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. 
we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.